This is a very special episode because we paired up with the podcast Caffeine Check to tell you a story straight from their live play campaign. And that's not all. These hilarious guys have lent us their voices for a very authentic retelling. Each party member will be voicing their respective characters, with the DM playing the part of Mac the Bank Teller. If you haven't listened to their podcast yet, I highly encourage you to. These guys put out a great show, and it's just so much fun to listen to. You can find them anywhere you listen to your podcasts. I also wanted to do a quick disclaimer. This episode has a little more of an adult theme to it than most, so make sure to use parental discretion with our younger listeners. Now... Without further ado, welcome to Bedtime Fairy Tales. I'm Kim. This is a story about always putting in your due diligence when it comes to reconnaissance. Or as our heroes say, reconnaissance. We learn what to do and what not to do when you're gathering information, but mostly what not to do. This is Reconnaissance is the Most Important Thing. Once upon a time, there was a group of heroes who had been given a very difficult task. They needed to break into a high-security bank and set off a device that would turn all the gold in the vault into wood. But I'm not here to tell you about the actual break-in. I'm here to tell you about how they prepared for it. You see, the heroes don't want to just rush in blindly, so they come up with a plan to scout out the bank and get as much information as they can. But before we get into the story, let's meet our heroes. First, we have Blake Clark, the human ranger who was raised in a swamp town and vomits at the slightest hint of blood. Erdo, the human cleric who was born and raised on a remote island, and because of this, isn't exactly versed in the social norms of the mainland. Fendelin, who typically goes by Finn, a high elf rogue who has recently ventured out on his own to try and make a difference in the world. Kaladin, the half-elf fighter who was raised to be a great leader, but is currently trying to find his own way in life. And also his mom. And finally, we have Iceberg Lettuce, or Berg for short. He's an 8-foot tall, 285-year-old furbolg druid, whose favorite food is, you guessed it, iceberg lettuce. The first thing they need to do is scout out the bank, check for ways in, look for guards, and just get a good idea of what they're up against here. Blake and Finn decide to scale the building next door so they can get a better vantage point, while Kaladin, Erdo, and Berg head inside to see what they can gather from there. Finn and Blake both successfully scale a building and notice a skylight on the roof of the bank but not much else. So they decide to hang out up there and watch for patrol patterns while the other three go inside. Berg, being a druid, decides to wild shape into a bunny so he can attempt to sneak around in a clever and inconspicuous way. Kaladin opens the door and Berg quickly hops inside. Kind of. As he leaps across the threshold, the protective barrier that the bank has up to prevent anyone from using magic inside causes him to de-shape back into his normal, massive, furbolg self. He crashes down to the floor on his belly mid-hop and slides into the bank lobby. The literal opposite of his plan to be inconspicuous. Kaladin and Erdo rush to check on him. Berg, are you okay? Do you need a cane? 
asks Kaladin. Berg replies, Uh, um, no, I, I just need some security in my investments. You see, I've come into some money and it's weighing me down. Erdo and Kaladin help him to his feet while the people inside awkwardly pretend not to stare. As Berg recovers, the other two begin looking around. From the door, they see a receptionist sitting at a desk with some lounge areas on either side of her. Past that, they can see the typical bank setup with several desks around for employees to take appointments and the teller window along the back. They decide to start with the receptionist. Kaladin approaches and asks what exactly they would need to do to open an account there. The receptionist, pretending she didn't just watch a bunny change into a person and crash into the floor in front of her, says... I'm happy to set up an appointment for you. Have a seat. Someone will be with you in a few moments. The three heroes have a seat and discuss the plan. Berg soon comes up with an idea. What if they could take a tour? It's the perfect plan. They can see the whole bank and get the insight they need to break in undetected later. The other two decide it's worth a shot and Kaladin returns to the desk to ask the receptionist if they offer tours. She looks a little confused at the question and says, No, it's a bank. Time for plan B. Kaladin suggests that they simply pool their money and make a deposit. But unfortunately, both he and Erdo are totally broke. Just when they think it's time for plan C, Berg proudly reaches into his pocket, pulls out all the money he has, and slams it down on the table in front of them. It came to a grand total of three gold and one silver. Kaladin says, So, right now the plan is to deposit the money and hope we get to go down to the vault. Anyone else have an idea? Erdo and Berg stare at him in silence for a moment before Berg finally says, Well, my idea was being a bunny, so... Then Erdo comes up with the idea to deposit something other than money, like in a safety deposit box. So while the other two check their bag of holding for valuables, Berg approaches the receptionist and says, Excuse me, ma'am. What are we able to deposit here? She once again looks at these strange people who seem to have no idea how banks work and says, Um, money? It's, It's a bank. Just then, she looks up and notices their consultant is ready for them and eagerly escorts them back to his desk. Mac introduces himself and says, What can I do for you? Uh, Is it all three of you? On one account? Uh, Is this like a polyamorous kind of thing going on or, or, or what? Kaladin replies, It seems like an odd thing to ask a client on the first visit. While Berg chimes in with, Love is love. The receptionist sneaks a peek over her shoulder, then quickly looks away. Mac regains his composure and starts in on his speech about how accounts work, how safety deposits work, what the monthly fees are, and what the minimum balance is for an account. Turns out the minimum is 100 gold, which is significantly more than Berg's three gold. And one silver. And one silver. After extensive discussion about the logistics of opening an account, Kaladin asks if they'll be allowed to watch their stuff get put away in the vault. Mac tells him, No, it's a bank, and certain people are allowed in the vault. Then, being finished with his presentation, he says, So, does anyone have any questions? Erdo replies, Yes, what is their home address? Mac is caught off guard. Who? 
he asks. The people who are allowed in the vault. Kalanin puts his face in his hand as Mac replies. I, I don't think we would readily give out that kind of information. Uh, this is a very strange conversation. D- does anyone else uh, have a question? So Erdo says. Yes. At 50 gold a month, we must be paying a lot for security. Well, yeah, I mean, it's Don't a... Don't say it's a bank. Interrupts Kaladin. Not all banks are created equal. Some of these are not unreasonable questions. So how do you comfort your clients about the safety of their deposits? Mac awkwardly says... Look, I don't want to get involved in this polyamorous thing. Kaladin replies... Wow, that's really inappropriate. Do you talk to all of your clients this way? No, but all of my clients don't come through the door as rabbits. Berg is slightly offended, but doesn't let that stop him from clarifying how they would most certainly lose money paying 50 gold a month to store things there, and that this is just a terrible investment choice. With this, they wrap things up with Mac and call him out on his prejudice against multi-men relationships. Kaladin and Berg then head to the front of the bank to grab some informational pamphlets. Erdo, however starts walking towards the back of the bank where the tellers are. He sees two doors on either side of the windows. He decides on the door to the right and tries to open it. Unsurprisingly, one of the guards yells out, Sir! Sir! You can't do that! What are you doing? Erdo replies, I wanted to see what is behind this door. The guard says, You can't just open doors. This is a bank. Berg tries to save the situation by saying, I needed to know where the restrooms are. I have to pee. Where are, where's the restroom? The guards are having none of it, though. They promptly escort both Berg and Erdo out of the bank. Kaladin follows behind and rejoins them after one last unhelpful look around. As he walks out, someone flips the bank sign to closed and locks the doors. Once outside, Blake and Finn climb down from the building next door and inquire about what they've learned. Erdo says, We do not know where the bathrooms are. Kaladin then gives a rundown of how the accounts and safety deposit boxes work. Blake replies, So there are no bathrooms and we could potentially open an account? Burke chimes in with, Did you know it costs 50 gold a month to bank here? If we deposit 200 gold in four months, that's an ROI of minus 25 percent a terrible investment really i don't think we should bank you finn says okay anything else we learned that magic is not possible in the bank replies erdo how do you know that asks finn well i was a bunny then i hopped through the door and i wasn't a bunny anymore the heroes quickly realize that no one has actually learned anything super useful Unless you want to open an account, which I do not advise. Okay, so they didn't learn anything useful to the heist. So now we have a group of heroes who have spent an unbelievable amount of time gathering mostly useless information. It's starting to get late and they have to pull off this heist tonight. Just when they think they're going to have to go in blind, Blake comes up with a new plan. Why don't they follow an employee home and interrogate him? So he has the other three point out the teller they had been talking to as he's walking out the door to go home. Kaladin decides to wait for them back at their tavern, the Toothless Troll, 
while the rest of them decide that four is definitely not an unreasonable number of people to stealthily follow someone through the crowded streets. Finn, Blake, Erdo, and Berg walk a safe distance back from Mac for about 20 minutes, somehow completely unseen. Finally, he comes to the stable and begins preparing his horse to leave. Now what? They hadn't expected him to live out of town and they don't have the time or the resources to follow him. They have to act now. Erdo takes it upon himself to walk up and speak to him. He says, Excuse me, sir. I did not find the bathroom in your bank. Mac replies, uh, well, actually, the, the bank was built before we even had indoor plumbing in the city, so uh, there, there are no bathrooms. Uh, there are plenty of places around here for you to, to go, you know, around here. Uh, what, what can I do for you? Erdo goes on to tell him that he didn't get all his questions answered when they were there earlier, and he would like to discuss things further. Mac, being none too thrilled about having to talk work outside of business hours, begrudgingly agrees to give him five minutes. Erdo then lets him know he has some friends that also need to ask some questions and offers to buy him some beers back at the Toothless Troll. Mac looks a little unsure, so Erdo begins introducing the other three heroes. Mac remembers Berg, obviously. Crashing through the door as a bunny tends to leave an impression, so he asks... So are you all... you're all... Yes, we are all very close. Explains Erdo. Oh, wow. Of, uh, five. Says Mac in disbelief. Do you like odd or even numbers? Asks Burke for some unknown reason. But will there be more questions like this if I, if I go with you? Yeah, we say some weird shit. Replies Blake. Okay. As they're walking, Burke says to Finn and Elvish... What do we do if he tries to leave? Finn replies, also in Elvish. I guess we'll have to snag him. Stab him? No, no, no. Snag him. Oh. Yes. While Berg and Finn are having their little sidebar, Blake and Erdo also fall back for their own sidebar. It's essentially the same conversation, except they also speculate about letting him in on the job so that when they set off the device, they don't actually cripple the town's economy. Which means poor Mac is left walking alone while these strange men that he believes are in a five-way polygamous relationship whisper quietly behind him in other languages. Just as Mac is regretting all the decisions he's ever made, Blake seems to pick up on the weirdness and tries to reassure him by saying, We're not going to try to have sex with you, my dude. Erdo seems surprised. Why would he think we wanted to have sex with him? Well, you know, he said something about us all being together. Now we're taking him out for drinks. I just want to let him know we're not trying to bang him. Max stammers awkwardly as he says, I, I don't, yeah, no, um, I, I don't want to do that. I mean, I, I'm married, so. Oh, I understand. You do not have to worry about that. Oh, uh, good. With me. Finishes Erdo. Oh, my God. Can we maybe just uh, walk in silence? When they finally all reach the tavern, Blake walks over to Kaladin to catch him up on what's happening now. Meanwhile, Erdo is left to do all the talking with Mac. Now, if you haven't picked up on it yet, Erdo is so uncharismatic that it's almost painful. And this is the guy that's trying to convince Mac to help them with their heist. 
It went a little something like this. So, Mac. Oh, God. Uh, yes? You are very trusting for someone who works at a bank. Uh, what, what do you mean? You are having drinks with strangers. Okay. I, th- I think this was a mistake. Says Mac as he starts to get up. I felt bad at the stables, worse on the way here, and terrible now. My apologies. I am not good at making the small talk. Max sits back down and says, Look, why don't you just cut right to the chase here? It would be a horrible thing for the economy here to collapse. God, yes. Uh, yeah, that, that would be terrible. Like not having a bathroom at your workplace. Both are equally terrible. Well, no... But continue your train of thought. Imagine if you had a bathroom and someone were to take it away. That would be even worse than never having a bathroom at all. Yes, that wouldn't be good. I'm following you. That is impressive. Says Erdo a little surprised. I believe there are plans to destroy the economy in this town. What? Why do you think that? I have heard some rumors. Um, is that it? Just remember, it is nice to have a bathroom. Okay. Yep. We are good friends, you and I. I I wouldn't say that. The group sits in awkward silence as they wait for drinks and the other two heroes. When they finally arrive, the heroes begin once again speaking other languages to catch each other up, while Mac sits awkwardly sipping his beer. Finally, after deciding Mac probably isn't going to be much help, Kaladin asks... So, Mac, did you just want a drink, or, or, uh, why are you here? Mac quickly stands up from his seat and says, You know, I made a snap decision back at the stables, and I have regretted it more and more ever since. Kaladin nods and says, Yeah, you look pretty uncomfortable right now. Mac replies, I'm gonna head out. Uh, Thank you for the beer and uh, conversation, if you can call it that. He then pushes in his chair and leaves the bar. So let's just summarize for a minute. Our heroes spent basically an entire day trying to get inside information about a bank. Instead of anything useful, they've learned that they don't have enough money to open an account at the bank. It's a terrible investment, anyway. They also learned that Erdo should not be in charge of sweet-talking the people they need to help them. And to top it all off, while they didn't learn anything useful from Mac, they did manage to tip him off enough that when something terrible happens to the economy, like, I don't know, all the gold in the bank turning to wood that very night, that he should definitely point the guards in the direction of our possibly polygamous heroes. So I hope in the future, when you're out looking for ways to pull off a bank heist, you stop and think of this story then do exactly the opposite for your own reconnaissance. The end. Thanks for listening. To submit a fail, email me at bedtimefairyfails at gmail.com or message me on Facebook. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram as Bedtime Fairy Fails and Twitter as BT Fairy Fails. <laughs>